Welcome to the Parenting with Impact podcast with your hosts, Elaine Taylor-Klaus and Diane Dempster, co-creators of ImpactParents.com, an online community, award-winning blog, and service organization, helping parents all over the world to raise complex kids become capable, independent adults. Hi, everyone. Elaine and Diane here. And we know that you want your complex kids to grow up to be happy and independent. And yet you're not always sure how or when to help with that. In this podcast, we'll encourage you to collaborate with all kinds of complex kids and support them in navigating life and learning. And we'll interview leading experts from around the world, as well as parents in our own community, talking about how training for parents actually helps these complex kids. We'll talk about the issues we hear parents struggling with all the time and how a coach approach can support and empower your amazing young people. We won't tell you what to do. We're going to help you figure out how. So let's move on to the next conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to another conversation in the Parenting with Impact podcast. Um, We have a special treat today. You know, some of our favorite podcast episodes are when we do success stories. And people love a good success story. And in our realm, you know, we focus on progress, not perfection. So we're not positioning this as everything is all perfect. But I invited Mary Christine to come join us because... You know, we laugh a lot about where she is now versus where she was. Where, was it about a year ago when I first met you? Yes. And um, what a difference the world has made. So mm-hmm. welcome, Mary Christine. Thank you. A conversation with Diane and me. We're great to have you. What's a kickoff question? Where do you Yeah, so I think let's just start by kind of how did you come into our realm? What was the impetus? What was the starting point in all of this? Okay. So the initial crisis... I have two girls now, 26 and 24, 25, 23, who are at in quite a contentious relationship. And I was beside myself and I was just going all over YouTube. And I saw this uh, looking for resources, which I did when they were younger for different things. You know, I'm always learning, trying to find new things. And I saw that term emerging adults. And I actually saw it on another site first. And then somehow I found you. And then since they both have ADD, ADHD, the husband and the dogs, too, I thought, hey, let's give this a (laughs) shot. And I read something or something, but I I can't even remember because I was in a, I call like a spin art moment, you know, thing was like this. But there was something, Diane, I think I met with you when you you have that short little Mm -hmm. meeting and I just heard it. I said, this is the truth. This is the scent. I just said, this is it. I know this is what I've been looking for. Yeah. So that's the truth. And then I was lucky enough to have you enter my orbit. (laughs) Yeah, because you lead the young adults group. Right. Right. So I took sanity school. Is that right? Right. And to be open to people who might be seeing this, like many things, I got like two thirds the way done. I mean, taking notes was great. I also took the trigger class. Awesome. I mean, wow. Talk about opening up. And I did, and I was able to help my daughter who's in Europe with their friends and they all triggered each other and they all like abandoned each other. But I was able to use all the tools to help awesome. them down, not do it for them. And then, yes, I think I started right away with the group. I think that was suggested yeah. and I found it very helpful because it's very isolating. You know, this wasn't our first go around, you know, and we tried for years and years, all different things. And I used to kid with my tried friend. Tried what for years? Tried. Oh, we had therapy. My one daughter okay. had to go to an RTC and a special high school. You know, we, we have been in therapy. We 
it's not the first conflict we've had. It's not the first time trying to deal with all these things. And this is what the group has done. Help me focus people like that question. But there isn't that much once they're over 18. Yeah. Before I met you, I would say to some of my colleagues here, you know, we need to do something. We need a wine, you know, whining or wine and cheese group. And there's all these mommy and me classes. And you have a lot of people around you. I was the head of SEPTA in our town, special education parent. You had a lot of support. But then once they're 18, it's kind of like people think, oh, it's done. Done. Right. <laughs> your job here is not done at 18. No. And, and even in the face of the situation that hasn't been resolved, even I've done all this but I feel I'm ready to, we've been keeping the relationship. One thing you talk yeah. about is that I'm not done, but how yeah. are you as a parent in this time? And they're, you know, anyway. Well, so, and, I, and part of the reason I asked Mary Christine, if she would join us for this conversation is because when she says she was in a swirl, uh, let me <laughs> tell you guys, when I first met her, she was in a swirl. Right? <laughs> oh yeah. And, right. And you, you're laughing at it now, but at the yeah. time, like it, it wasn't did feel like it was crisis. It wasn't funny. There were a lot of tears. There was a lot of fear. So- I still have the tears, but it's not in the same place because I recognized right away from what you were saying is slow it down. Yeah. And even when they're out of the house, it's kind of a hard thing to do. I, I don't have enough time, but it just, there was something that I heard the truth in what, in what you're doing. I mean, it's, it's so good. And it was concrete. It wasn't so different than what the therapist was saying, but it, that was kind of ethereal, even for someone like me that likes, you know, I'm art, dance, you know, all that stuff that can seem not as, you know, specific to some people. But yeah. So there well, was, was this construct that there was context that made sense. And then there were tools that you could use. The tools. what I'm hearing you saying. Absolutely. And yeah. also, you know, being in the group, the groups that I did, you know, it broke the isolation, whether something hit me or not. And being in the emerging adult group is very good. And I realized that too, when I was at sanity school last week, I was like, okay, I don't have to get my kids up in the morning. Like the focus is a little different, you know, like the Mm -hmm. tasks aren't the same, you know, the older one who is, you know, really hurting and angry and upset. She doesn't live at home. So it's harder to find the time to have those things. And I can't, it's not the same as when they're six, eight, 10, and you're trying to get them through school, you know? Yeah. Well, and parents ask us all the time. It's like, how can, you know, is this for parents of nine-year-olds? Is this for parents of high school kids? Is this, you know, and we, and we tell them it's for parents of kids, regardless of what age, right? Are we now four to 44, three to 33, whatever four, we're four saying. Four to 44 days, is what I would say. Right. It's a sort of, it's a, because it's an approach, it's not a, a formula. Solution. It's not, if this yeah. happens, do this. You're able to apply it. And, and I guess the, the, the underlying question, Mary Christine, is as you're watching other people in sanity school with nine-year-olds and 10-year-olds. Or a coaching group. Or a coaching with, you know, yeah. it, can you see how that applicability plays in, right? Is this sort of, it does work for you and it does work for the younger parents as well. well. You know, this is the answer, I guess, maybe I came that I really wanted to share is that one of the tools you get here is this is now what is going forward look like. Mm-hmm. And that comes up a lot when people are panicked when their kid's nine. And so when my youngest daughter was nine, you would have never imagined she was spearheaded, organized this two week trip to Europe, organization skills, all that, you know, unbelievable or that things do happen. You know, so sometimes I hear that. Yeah, there is one of our issues, money. But she's spending right. the money, but she and all her friends want to say hello to me. So that's great. That's, that's, that's that like home. And I'm telling you, that's fantastic. You know, they had a little blip 
few days ago and I didn't fix it. I tried to use the tools and they all calmed down and they're all fine. And that was hilarious. That was fabulous. Thank you for letting us be a fly on that wall. (laughs) Well, it's funny because you were talking earlier about, you know, progress, not perfection and everything else. And I was on the phone with a client yesterday, I think it was, and I was like five minutes late because I had a parenting moment and she was like, wait a second, you created this model. You do this stuff every day. You still have parenting moments. And I'm like, yeah, I still have parenting moments all the time. And it's, you know, I think that we get to this place, especially when we have young adults where we're like, I got to fix this. I got to get to the end point. I got to be, this has to be perfect. This has to be done as opposed to this is an ongoing relationship that we have with our kids as they get older and we're going to swoop in, we're going to swoop out. I mean, it's great that you're, she was reaching out to you from Italy. Oh, yeah. Well, she, they were in Zurich because she won't mind. And she called and we're like, where are you? She goes, oh, I'm waiting for my drink at the bar. <laughs> we're like, okay. You know? But, but honestly, a few years ago, she wouldn't just, have shared that. This would not have happened. And she's the one that's been living at home. She did a little thing in Washington this summer. It wasn't for her. She got a better job here. So I've been able to use the tools and get my husband to see some of them. And you see the results. It's harder when they live outside the house, but it's so, not a done deal. So I want to pull back a little bit because you see the results and we sit, what we just witnessed was a delightful relationship calling, you know, <laughs> calling from Europe to say, Hey mommy, you know, like, you. <laughs> and you know, people who don't know you don't know where you were when you started. Right. right? And so so talk a little bit about what's shifted for you, both in your personal relationship. And I know you and I have talked about how, it, how you use it in work too. What's, yeah. what's different for you now that you've been kind of using a coach approach, getting support, connecting with, with a coach and in a group, like what's different? Yeah. Well, what's coming to mind is a shift that happened a little while ago in the group where I realized for me that my participation is your name, impact parent, that I took the focus off what result I wanted to see from them. Although I still have results. <laughs> I mean, we still have yeah. some results. And I think that was for me a major shift, especially because of their age, you know, and like the issue, we, one half thing, it's not like about, well, I want you to stop spending money like that. Well, am I giving double, like, where am I with the parenting and the boundaries and the m- money? And, you know, what's my trigger? And, you know, it's not totally divorced from, I, I still, I'm not done because we have, we still have this pretty intense crisis that I'm sure I'm going to, you know, work the communications, try and use the tools. But that was a big shift. And I think the slowing down and the triggers, realizing mm-hmm. I think I wrote to you, I think Diane, you did that. And I was like, I live in a trigger happy environment, whether it's my family or work or my siblings. And then that was like an opening, putting that together. And then when I feel like a spin art thing, the very first thing is where am I going to take aim? Mm -hmm. So if I feel like I'm getting there, I hear myself saying, take aim. Where am I going to take aim? And then I think the next thing was like, okay, so this isn't the first thing I've ever done in my life. What are the other resources in my life that this is complimentary, but it's given me concrete images, you know, when it feels so overwhelming. So for me, it's a spiritual spirituality. And it was a talk about a medieval (laughs) uh, cathedral where there was a wheel and on the wheel, the person was on the outside, you're up, you're down, and you're just kind of going like that. And it's not rinse and repeat in the good way. It's just like, if you grab onto all the craziness, mm-hmm. you know, ah, you're going to be like that. So 
where am I going to take aim and how am I going to be centered? I hope that makes sense to you, but, but this has been part of the journey and why I thought not ready to walk away. Mm-hmm. I need to finish the sanity school. Yeah. And keep in conversation with parents who have emerging adults, you know, so. Well, so I'm hearing a couple of things. One is the connection to other parents, which is what you just mentioned. And the oh, yeah. other is a way to reground yourself and a way to go, okay, wait, I'm still in the game here. I'm still working on this. Am I lost? Am I, do I know where I'm at? Okay, wait, where am I taking aim? Let's take a deep breath or whatever it is you do to kind of get off the yeah. wheel. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> in on the wheel ah, to what am I really working on here? What's, what's mine to do? And it's hard mm-hmm. because these are kids who are young adults and who are not like, you're not directing them and telling them what to do. You're not, you know, day to day helping them with everything. You're kind of finding ways to engage in a, in a life that's independent of yours. Is that fair? Yeah. And another thing, if, if someone's just looking for the first time, another thing you talk about a lot is kids who have ADHD, anxiety, my other daughter has trickle telomania, you know, don't expect, I don't know how you say it, like they're developmentally sometimes a couple years behind. So putting the expectation of the behavior or the connection in that place, that's been very helpful also. Yeah. Devel- so just meeting them where they are developmentally. Yes. Right. And sometimes, you know, being with the older parents, you know, just saying, look, they're each doing it in their own way, you know. But one time I came to an open house call, which is fabulous. If you join up, those are there too. I haven't done it often. Once I went twice in a week and you said, oh my God, it must be a bad week. And there was only one other woman there who, I won't say her story, but was dealing with something in her family. And she said something changed my life Mm, about meeting her child where the child was, even though it was upsetting her whole sense of well, so what I'm hearing there, so so what she's talking about, everybody, is what we call office hours. The members in, in any of our programs get access to office hours, where twice a month, Diane or I get on the phone, and we just do laser coaching and answer questions and guide people with wherever they are in whatever program. It's awesome. And And the beauty of group coaching is that when somebody else is getting coached, you're getting coached. Right. Because you're applying it to your circumstances. So it doesn't matter if she's talking about a nine-year-old or a 19-year-old, you're hearing it and applying it to your 29-year-old or whatever, you know? Right. Now, the other thing that's not, I haven't seen in any of the things yet, Elaine, you said something one week that I repeat all the time to myself, the gift of matter of fact. Yes. Now, those who didn't see me when I came here, (laughs) everything was important. And it's helping a lot in a lot of relationships, you know? And um, if someone is seeking help, I said, you guys are so accepting focus, you know, we don't go on and on, but like what people won't know is that outside this realm, I'm always the person calm in charge. I have a lot of responsibility, you know, but I had one space where I had to freak out. And the first few times I felt a little embarrassed, but I owned it because I needed to do that. You know, well, And you did. And, and we kind of had that conversation of like, okay, you needed, I used to tell my kids, sometimes you need to break down to break through. Yes. Sometimes a freak out is necessary. Yeah. And you kind of, well, when we talk about trigger management, if you hit a certain point, you got to blow in order to, to regain yourself and ground yourself. And that was happening at the beginning. Right. For you. And the, the other thing is, I know sometimes people feel despair. I've also had to say to myself, because I say, oh, I wish I had found you earlier. I said, well, 
you know, I did what I could. We're here now. What is going forward? Because that's a temptation to like, oh, I wish I had these tools. But it gives me in my job. I, I deal with lots of parents. I have over 500 kids. I had a mom who showed up the other day. I'm trying to get her. Hopefully she'll say the kid has just been diagnosed with something that's very difficult and she's weeping and I'm saying, I got a place for you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, you know, so that's good. And I think at every stage we have to that thing. This is really hard now. What does forward look like? I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, and what I want you to go back to for just a minute is when our kids are older, there is this different level of freak out. You know, if I'm <laughs> if I've got a 10 year old or a 14 year old. I may be willing to consider that I've got two or three years to figure this out and, and get them successfully launched. But there's some age at which it's we start getting panicky about this. And so what is it that you do that keeps you knowing, okay, I don't have to freak out. They're 24 or 25. You know, it's like this, it's okay that, that they're where they are versus, oh my gosh, they should be someplace else. Well, that's being kind because for my older one, I honestly don't believe that, but um, I'm trying to. <laughs> but you operate as if you do. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, relationship, you keep saying, you know, keep trying to keep the relationship open. And the one thing what I hope to work on this year is that building the conversation mm-hmm. because there's been so many other things that, you know, swirling around that have to do with the family and the job. It's very toxic and all this other stuff, but you don't see them that often. And she's a job that is crazy hours. So you don't get to see her much. That's part of it because I haven't let go of the thing is we don't have to be in this total broken warlike state forever, mm-hmm. but I've moved for, I don't know what the next chapter looks like. I'm not, you know, I really am kind of open, you know, not, well, so, and I probably had more ideas before. Here's what comes up. You know, one of the things we talk about is holding vision and creating the vision of what oh, you yeah, want, like setting that. the intention, right? And what you're describing is you're still holding a vision for a family that gets along. You just don't know how you're going to get there yet. And that's what you're right. trusting is mm-hmm. allowing it to unfold as it's going to and not having to force it, but kind of figuring it out. Well, and I'm going to take it a step further and say, sometimes when we have such a negative vision of the future, right? It's a sort of, oh my gosh, this is going to be terrible. It's going to be the end of the world. It's hard for us to get to, oh, we're going to eventually be at a place where we can get along. So you almost have to go to this sort of neutral sort of, I know it it doesn't have to be bad. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm okay with it being, you know, unfolding. I'm okay with the unfolding part of it rather than needing to know what it's going to be about. So we've had a little technical difficulties and Mary Christina has joined us back now. She's on a phone. <laughs> so it's like parenting interruptions, technology. This is real, real life real in action here, right. guys. This is, is not, this is like but reality notice, podcasting, right? But notice that you are laughing through it. Oh yeah. Well, that is one thing that always helps is to laugh, you know, but so I can't remember exactly where we were, but what I want to make sure we cover before we wrap okay. today was mm-hmm. you've said to me several times in the last few months, what a difference this is making for you in other aspects of your life. Oof. I mean, I, you went like, I want to say you went to a concert or something. And so there was a lot of self-care that you're starting to lean into, but then there was a conversation about what it's doing for you in your relationships at work oh, and oh, with, yeah. colleague, with colleagues, with other family members. So will you talk about that a little bit? What's different for you there? You know, the same tools, because, yeah, I noticed maybe you did have something with co-parenting class. I said that one I'd sign up for. But, you know, look, 
the people I work with are my kids, mm-hmm. but the same tools just have relieved so much stress because there's a lot of stuff coming at, you know, not everyone is parented this way, you know, and they get to be adults and they're kind of toxic, you know, and it's really hard to navigate it. I'm trying to be a little diplomatic, but yeah, you know, and I'm not alone in that. It's been just really terrible, but just taking some of the, the tools, like, you know, take aim, the gift of matter of fact, that one's working really well at work. Mm-hmm. Also in with my siblings who a couple of them have very uh, thin skin for triggers, you know, I love them. And, you know, instead of making them wrong or getting in fight, go, oh, okay. You know, that's what's happening. So, yeah. So um, what I think I hear in that is there's, there's kind of allowing other people to, to have their journey and not taking it personally, not getting reactive to it yourself. Allowing them to have their journey. Well, when it's abusive, no, but no, um, fair. no. but not getting lost, like not being pulled into their chaos. That Mm -hmm. and that one particular thing and just saying, okay, you know, it's kind of like being the lifeguard. You know, now I have some tools and lifeguard training. They say, don't jump in the water, you know, and I think the thing is to be a a more confident parent, a more confident person. The tools are Mm -hmm. helping me to be more confident because I guess I get very nervous if I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So there is freedom to like. Not I want to clarify, are you saying competent or confident? Confident with an S, confident, okay. because okay. like with my kids, you know, like what's coming at me, what's the right thing to do at work, you know, trying to undo that or with, you know, um, boundaries or, you know, seeing that if that's someone's else trigger helps me be more confident mm-hmm. in, as you said, not responding, not reacting. So that's, yeah. it's probably close to what you were saying, but that's what feels yeah, what's happening that's how it manifests. Well, and what it sounds like, Mary Christine, is that part of this is just having more tools in your toolbox. I mean, Absolutely. boundaries are important and compassion is important. And I mean, all of these things are important. And it's about knowing that you have more than one tool to pull out and knowing when to pull out compassion, when to pull out the boundary, when to pull out the creativity or the or the curiosity or whatever the tool happens to be. Elaine, what were you going to say? Well, and it's curious tools tools to implement those, like, it's one thing to say, I know I need boundaries. It's another mm-hmm. to know how to create the boundary. Yeah, and and right. can I just compliment you that I feel the coaching approach has filled that in. I've had many therapists and groups and training and things, but the, again, it's the tools to implement. Well, that's a nice idea. You know, don't take it personally. Well, how do I not take it personally? You know, yeah. for me, Having right. the tools and the visuals. I, I'm a visual person, you know, mm-hmm. and also breaking the isolation that, you know, I didn't even realize maybe I felt bad about myself or I can't talk about these things. So those things all work together. And yeah. as I think it can be for people of any age. And you see that the people that we bring out of our love to talk about have many different issues, you know, but and it might not be yours, but you can gain something from from listening. I missed a group. I was, I was like, wait a minute, I have to come back to the group. <laughs> yeah. Cause, and it's funny cause you weren't there and one other person wasn't there this. And I noticed because when you begin to develop a group, even though we're not in the same cities and, you know, we, we aren't in each other's lives, but we know we connect on this other layer of, yes, you know, we're self-care. all in this doing our own, you know, what Seth Perler calls, we're all doing our own deep work. Yeah. Right. And there's right. so many other tools, but you know, that's why 
And there's freedom to come and go when you're ready. It's not like you get stuck on it and you've made us dependent on you. I feel the opposite. You know, you don't let that happen. Yeah, no, I always say I've done my job as a coach if I actually work myself out of a job. You know, it's... Yes. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I think it's time for us to wrap this conversation. Mary Christine, thank you for for (laughs) your transparency and for being willing to, to share with others what you've gained. And again, I want to say to people, you know, there's still this big issue in your life that you're working on. It's not, we're having this conversation because you've moved the needle and that doesn't mean it's done. Right? Yeah, But yeah. moving the needle has brought you more peace, more confidence, more calm, more laughter, and like just giving you permission to enjoy your life a little more <laughs> in the right. process of all of this. That's important. Well, and, and it's about, that, oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, I think there's hope in it too, but it's mm-hmm. just not, it's grounded hope. And I think what I hear a lot of other parents sometimes are feeling that despair, but yeah. there is hope. Yeah. Well, and I think that that partially comes from instead of looking forward towards what's not here yet, it's about looking partially at, wow, look at how far I've come, right? Mm-hmm. It's just sort of in celebrating right, yeah. that. And it's like, you've done an enormous amount of work and right. I want to congratulate you for that and celebrate that with you. Yeah. And that's going to be an encouragement for people who are listening. That's right. Oh, good. I hope so. Because you know what? It's really seems uh, not useless, but to go through all this and not be able to hand it, you know, pay it forward pay it forward or someone else was feeling the same despair, that, I would feel sad. I would feel sad. So I appreciate your confidence in me and, you know, all the interruptions are just like life. So, uh, and Elaine, you know what? I got to come back to the group. It's self-care. I'm just telling my boss, I'm taking my lunch at that time. That's it. You know? <laughs> awesome. I'm thrilled to have you back. Always have to, happy to have you there. Any final words you want to share with parents before we wrap up? Any last message or motto or... Yeah, I guess, how could I say it? I mean, the tools work. They really do. Make sure you you also have other things in your life. If this isn't the first time you're tuning in, you know, they can blend together. It's not one against the other, but just give yourself the time. It takes time and slow it down and just trust that it's not the end of the world. You know, like each little thing isn't the end of the world. I've been there, you know, but uh, yeah, and lean into it. It works. It's a great group of people too very, you know, I love that. Very you said, you fled slow down a couple of times. So I've just got to share because I was watching a video today. And from the Navy SEALs, the notion is you slow down to go smooth, and you go smooth to go fast. And it's a foundational principle of the Navy SEALs, slow down to go smooth, go smooth to go fast. So yeah. that's what you, you kind of highlighted is the is one of the values for you. I love that. So thank you again for being here. Everybody else, Diane, anything else you want to add? Before no, we wrap? thanks. Thanks for being here. Everybody who's listening, thanks for what you're doing for yourself and your kids. At the end of the day, you're the one that makes the difference. Take care, everybody. You've been listening to the Parenting with Impact podcast with Elaine and Diane. For more information on the Impact Parents community or to join Sanity School for Parents, please visit impactparents.com. If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast with friends who need similar guidance and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 
For the essentials of Elaine and Diane's coach approach to parenting, download a free tip sheet at impactparents.com slash podcast. Behavior therapy training for parents is actually recommended as a first-line treatment for complex kids. For information about Sanity School, our training program for parents or teachers, which has helped thousands of families around the globe, visit impactparents.com slash sanity school. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.